Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Whether you're watching our podcast on one of our many platforms or listening to us on the radio in California on our NBC affiliate, KCAA, we appreciate you. And please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cowboy Entrepreneur. Today we have part two of a great show. I can't wait for you to meet these guys. You probably watched part one, but if you haven't, you're going to want to do so. So Scott Robinson is here and Lane Robinson, and they are, Scott is the founder and the CEO of Camp Cowboy, and Lane is the director, and, and they're doing so much good for first responders and for the military, and also doing such a great job of keeping our cowboy culture alive. So uh, thank y'all both so much. And, and Scott, let's just jump right back into it. Would you talk a little bit about how the ranch and Camp Cowboy works with the military? Well, be it that we're near Fort Hood, Texas, and I think Fort Hood's actually getting its name changed pretty soon. I'm not sure the new name, but... Uh, Fort Hood is the biggest post in the free world. Um, I think there's, wow. I might be wrong, but there's 60,000 soldiers that, that are out there. And if you figure 60,000 soldiers, you've got to figure a lot of guys are going to retire and gals. So this whole community uh, that we're in, that we live in, that the ranch is in, is is all military, former military, family of military. It's basically a huge military community here. Um, because we're so close to there, most of the people that come through Camp Cowboy are either active duty from Fort Hood, and we have quite a few active duty soldiers. We get a lot from the, the Temple VA, and now we have a VA clinic in Coppers Cove here. So a lot of people come from the VA uh, here, and then just retirees in the local community. Not everybody. We have some Marines, and we, we talk about the Marines and their crown eaters, but uh, we do have Marines out here. We have Air Force. Um, we've, we've had all different branches, So, uh, but most of our people are Army. Man, that's so cool. That's so great that you all work so close with the military and also the veterans and helping them place people as well, helping people get placement. Um, also, you said, I, I believe a branch brings their horses out and rides with y'all. Is that correct? Yeah. So we have the first calf uh, horse detachment. So they're an active duty uh, horse division. Um, they, they still wear the stuff from the, the, you know, the old cavalry days. They, they, they do a lot of stuff. They ride in parades and rodeos. They're, they're part of the, uh, I guess, um, advertising for the, the, the army, but they, they do a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, parades. Um, they do ceremonies on Fort hoods. So, you know, if a general's retiring or a colonel's retiring in, in the cab, they actually will do the charge and they put the colonels and generals on the horses and they're, they're a remarkable group. Uh, they do demos every Thursday. So if anybody at Fort hood wants to see a great demo and watch these guys shoot off their horses and, drive the chuck wagons and, and, you know, do bayonets. But Donnie Davis was a former first sergeant there. And now he's a civilian in charge and we've, we've got a pretty good uh, relationship with them. So a lot of the camp cowboy classes, they'll come out and, and watch and participate. They'll bring their horses out to the ranch and, and they'll do their trail rides for the new guys out here. But they've just been a wealth of knowledge. They shared their knowledge with us uh, on their horsemanship and with Lane. And, and it's just been a good symbiotic relationship. I love that. I didn't, you know, I've lived around Central Texas, South Texas my whole life. I didn't know they did that on Thursdays. That would be pretty neat to go see for sure. Yeah, we definitely we can get over there and get get to the Grand Tour. They actually make saddles over there. They make boots over there. They have a farrier shop. I was telling you in the last episode, uh, Chris Gregory Heartland Horseshoe, and he comes down every year and, and gives their farriers a little, you know, polish up and tune up. Some of the farriers that, that are active duty have gone through his his Heartland Horseshoe in school. 
and the other ones, he'll come down there and give them a little assistance. And he's always an open phone call. If they have a question about a horse that they can't figure out, they'll call old Chris, and he's a wealth of knowledge. He's probably written the, the, the best books on horseshoeing that there is out there. So having that kind of person for the cab and for us, Lane 2 here. Lane's a horseshoe international certified horseshoer. And yeah. questions we call Chris Gregory and say, hey, how can we help? Or how can you help us? I love that, man. And Lane, talk talk a little bit if you don't mind about the students. So it's a ninety day class, and and what's what's a day like? I know every day is different in our industry, you know, from fixed events to water well gap. But what what what's a day like? Do you for for um, for the students? Oh, just kind of a broad spectrum. Just the, the the whole deal is you know day one. Here's a four legged free end with hooves, all the way to by the end of this ninety days, they you know I say, hey man, go catch your horse. I'll see you in the arena. And I can kind of kick back and watch them do it. But uh, right. a typical day is the students show up. They have a, that, that little 30-minute just kind of goof around, talk with their fellow students and student instructors and stuff like we talked about in the, in the last uh, last podcast. Um, following that, they'll go, they'll feed, clean stalls. We'll, we'll figure out which horse we're going to s- stack them up with for the day. And uh, – Usually I'll cut them loose with a student instructor and they'll go up, go and, you know, get their horse, groom them out, pick their feet. And then we start in on our, uh, <clears throat> we, we start in on our, um, our, our work for the day, whether we're working in the round pen or saddling, whatever it may be. Wow. Um, so you get the whole thing. You know, when I was there, I was watching them lunge. They were lunging some horses and leading them and, they were kind of, I know it was toward the end of the classes. So they were walking with a little authority with the horses. They understood what to do. Oh yeah. And uh, you could see they took a sense of pride in it for sure. Uh, it, it's really neat. Like there, there's a few horses that I have that aren't really the most trusting. You know, they're uh, for whatever reason, maybe they're a little, little skittish, a little spooky uh, on a cold morning. Just don't really want to be caught. And you'll, you'll see there, I'll have a few students each session. <clears throat> sorry that uh you know for one reason or another they're drawn to them they're like well i'm kind of a little drawn back from other people and other things and so i'm going to go and i like i automatically want that little that horse that's uh that's drawn back a little bit um there's yeah. a gentleman named brian holcomb came through this last class and, and we've got a horse named dirty lou well palomino philly that uh just doesn't really like other people or horses for that matter she's just a little fireball and Brian took to her and really, you know, with a horse like that, you've really got to be able to uh, to know what's going on with them. But uh, you got to know what's going on with yourself to be able to work around something like that. And so, right. you know, Brian was really able to ground himself in order to work with her. And that's kind of what we're looking for with all of our students. Um, he's just one example. Man, I love that. All the time. Well, I love that, that you have such a string of horses that it fits different people. And, and, and sometimes the one-off horses that don't like people, you know, that it helps that person that kind of feels intimidated by that. So I love you sharing that for sure. And, and so Scott or Lane, whoever wants to answer this, what kind of horses do you look for? Are you, you mainly using quarter horses or is it a mix? Um, no. So the vast majority of what we have out here is quarter horses, you know, um, whether it be mm-hmm. just different horses we bought for the ranch for, uh, you know, riding or have my little, my little sister ride or, um, for me work, working cows or anything like that, or horses I've got from, from Mayhan. Uh, 
just di- di- different stuff. It you know maybe it was a, a horse that a boarder wanted to get rid of. We've we've got a pretty pretty wide string of horses, but they're all come back to quarter horses. Over the years, we've had a few different. We've had some Pasifinos that have come through, uh, thoroughbreds, Arabs. Uh, and we do have uh, well, <laughs> Dan Caldwell. He's been real good to us over the years. And Danny Caldwell, he's a horse owner. He's up in Oklahoma and is very successful. I think he's the most successful racehorse owner in, in Oklahoma up at the, the Remington Park. But uh, him and Toby Keith, Toby Keith signed some guitars every year for us. And, and between those two, they've donated a couple of nice thoroughbreds to us that we brought through the camp. And, and actually, one of them we trained up at the camp and got it pretty gentle. And, and we're hoping to send that to the horse detachment. For They actually picked it up last week, and they're taking the horse detachment and Hopefully they'll uh, actually take take that and, and buy that as an army horse, and that'll help fund one of our next cowboy projects. Man, that's very cool, man. That's so cool that you got horses going to the military, you got people coming out of the military, and you're just helping on both sides. Yeah, that's, that's really a, just a neat deal, and for sure. And, and so, when you start a horse, do you have the the students there helping you or watching you do that, or what's the process? Well, so. Um... As the students go through, we give them the, the basic skills to essentially, uh, if, if they want to have a horse, to be able to go out there and get a horse and uh, and take care of it adequately, you know. We, we teach them nutrition. We teach them all, all the uh, safety, fundamental horsemanship, all the way through. However, when it comes to starting a horse, in our earlier days, we had a few students that, that brought – we had some students that brought horses in that they wanted to start and work with. And, and we yes. did that. Um, however, these days, if, if I'm starting a young horse, it's kind of more of a clinician kind of deal. I, I go in there and I explain to them what I'm doing. I show them how I'm doing it. Some, you know, uh, each class you have a, a wide, a wide span of very able-bodied folks from the active duty side to guys who, you know, they got out and they're 100% disabled in terms of what the VA rates them. And so, you know, mm. you kind of got to cater the class to the person. You know, we have kind of a, a, a baseline of how, how we do things. However, it's, it's different for every person. You've got to kind of adjust, adjust fire a little bit for everybody. I got you. you. Know, some people awesome, are perfectly doing stuff and some of them you know they're a little more reserved so you gotta gotta do some other things with them wow i love that man and scott would you mind talking a little bit i know you have a lot of people coming out there that just want to maybe watch or learn or be a part of like nfl athletes or olympians and just different people would you talk a little bit about that so so Part of the, the, the class is we want to connect with the person, the students, and we want them to f- show them different outlets. Or, you know, some of the guys, we try to get them jobs when they're done. We have some pretty mm-hmm. good, uh, you know, some corporations that have hired people, as, you know, marketing people, you know, assistant managers, working on ranches and different people. So we've had a, just I've been lucky and blessed to have some friends that uh, played in the NFL and are part of the NFL, and, and they've come down for the ball, which we'll probably talk about soon, sooner or later, but they'll come yeah. down stay with the, the camp cowboy people. And, and just to have, you know, uh, former army or former military guys to be able to sit there and talk to NFL guys, which believe it or not, there's a lot in common, you know, guys have had traumatic brain injuries, both from NFL to, to guys that get blown up in Iraq, you know? Um, so there, there's a lot of connectivity between the former NFL guys. We've 
had some Olympic sprinters and uh, trainers and some sports medicine doctors come down here. And, and, and it's nice because those guys will pick up their phone and, and they can call these guys and talk to them if they have questions. We've had a lot of very, very successful businessmen and women come down here. And I like to bring them out to the ranch just to talk to the students and, and, and you know, make a liaison. So you never know if the students want to get into some kind of business. All these these uh, business people um, are, are always opening arms to, hey, how can I help you? How can I get you on the right azimuth to the career you want? Um, so it's neat to have a, a vast majority of different kind of people that come out here and spend some time with the students. I, I love that. So corporate companies can bring like their, their management team out to maybe just tour it and be a part of it. But what if, what if a company wants to hire someone? Can, can they call you or do they call the ranch and say, hey, we'd love to hire a veteran? What, yes, who, with, can you refer to us? With, without a doubt, what, what they can do is we've had this in the past. They call us up and say, we're looking for this or we're looking for this type of job. And, and we'll kind of look through our archives of people that have gone through or people that might be looking for a job. And we just connect them. Um, and we've done that over the past. We've got a lot of people jobs over the years, but we just connect them. So if there's a company that says, hey, I'd like to hire veterans and this is what I'm looking for. Then we get with our staff and say, hey, we're looking for somebody that might have a little marketing experience or might want to get into the marketing or they might be really good at social media or might be good at management or might be good at, you know, ranch management or might be able to go work on a ranch, whatever it may be. We just try to connect them with the, the right people. Man, I love that. So is, if there's a company out there that would like to tour it or even hire somebody, all they have to do is go to campcowboy.org. And and also, even if you're not a company and you just want to see more about it, you want to donate, or maybe there's some, a student you have in mind, just go to campcowboy.org and, and find out, message them, uh, Scott or Lane or one of the team members, and, and they'll be happy to help you. Um, and, and I love that. And, I, you know, even with the ranching skills, it can still transition into another job. They don't have to work just on a ranch because it teaches them so much more than just cowboying, which is a lot. Yes, sir. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, so I can't believe it's already going so fast. So that's the end of, uh, the first segment of, of part two with camp cowboy. And we'll be right back after these messages. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. 
Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen, here with Camp Cowboy. Uh, Scott and Lane, I uh, appreciate you so much for being on the show and everything you do for first responders in the military and, and keeping our, our great Western culture alive. And uh, I, I can't say how much y'all are dear friends to me. And, and uh, man, I'd like to talk a little bit about the gala. Y'all have a gala at the end of the year and it's a celebration of Camp Cowboy and everybody has been through it. Would, uh, Scott, would you talk a little bit about how that came together and, and what all is involved? So we've been doing the gala for about six years now. It started out kind of small. We did our local VFWs. Been, uh, we have two VFWs that have donated every class and have helped us out over the years. But we started out there and then we got we kind of outgrew the VFW. So we, we moved to a, a local event in a very large facility. But uh, what it is, it's kind of a celebration of the year. We, we talk about we, we, we usually do the graduation of the last class that was the fall class. And we give our end of year awards, some fa- fantastic awards for the people that participated through the year. Um, we use it as a fundraiser. So a lot of our sponsors have you know donated some items, you know, safes, guns, ammunition, American ammunition donated an entire barrel of ammunition this year. We auctioned that off and they made like $11,000 in one, one uh, wow. bid. Crazy. But uh, a lot of people bring some interesting items. We auctioned off some guns and some, clothing and and you name it i think we 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 had some actors sign some interesting things that we've donated over the years and uh george Strait's donated a guitar every year we've had toby keith donated guitar um and we ted nugent donated a couple guitars and and all kinds of stuff he's he's, he's a great fan of us um and him and Chimane. and uh, so we just have some really neat people donate some great things that we auction off and we do a, a big dinner there and we do a dance and do some fantastic awards. So it's, it's a great event. Our next one, I think, will be next December 11th. So anybody once again can get tickets or buy a table and it's a fantastic event. And then just go to campcowboy.org for that as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. I love how di- different, you know, the musicians, entertainers, the NFL get behind your program and, and hear those stories. Um, uh, what, what would you mind just giving us, you know, just a fun fact of one of the galas, something that stood out, a story or somebody donated something or. Well, I'll, well, I'll start off with kind of a fun fact, interesting fact. So every year we give what's called the Roy P. Benavides Award. And to me, it's it's near and dear to my heart. And if everybody knows Roy P. Roy P. Benavides was a Congressional Medal of Honor, um, did some remarkable stuff. I, I challenge any of you guys to go Google him and look up on YouTube when Ronald Reagan gave him his Congressional Medal of Honor, but his story is probably the most incredible story in the world. And if you backstep a little bit, remember I told you I was at New Mexico Military Institute and the the New Mexico Military Institute Mafia. But when I I was there in high school, I was voted least likely to go in the military. I I cared about sports and I cared about getting good grades and and I I didn't have any want to go in the the military in college. And I had a, a... instructor at the time was Captain Gilbert Alvarado, who retired Colonel Gilbert Alvarado. But he kept saying, Scott, you need to go in the Army. You know, this is made for you. This is what you need to do. And I'm like, no, the Army's not for me. But uh, he brought uh, Roy P. Benavides to the school to give a, a speech for our school. And he assigned me as the escort officer for Mr. Benavides. And I toured around the school with him for the weekend. And by the end of the weekend, I wanted to be him. I wanted to be a Green Beret, and, and, and that guy made a difference in my life. That kind of 
starts with make a difference every day, but he changed my whole azimuth and fast forward. I became a special forces green beret and went to ranger school and did all the great things in the military because of that man. Well, when we started camp cowboy, I, I told old Tony Cole, our first director about what Roy P. Benavides meant to me. And believe it or not, through research, he got me connected with his daughter, Yvonne and, wow. uh, and Miss, Miss Benavides. So she lives in El Campo, Texas. And, uh, we got connected and I asked her permission to give a, an award based on his name every year to the top hand for the, the camp for the whole year. And it's a prestigious award as Camp Cowboy goes, but it's the student or instructor or anybody that, you know, performed, that showed the best qualities, that persevered, that, that uh, just did the most outstanding leadership for our school. And uh, mm. she allowed us to do that. So every year we give that and either her or one of her family members comes every year and presents the award. So it's, it's been a full circle um, back from my early days, but her dad actually made me go in the army, and we wouldn't have Camp Cowboy if it wasn't for Mr. Roy P. Benavides. So, what a special award, man! I love the circle back to it as well. You know, it helped start it, and now it's it's encouraging another generation of veterans, and and it's because you tethered the two, man. I, I, that's that's awesome. I appreciate you telling that story. Lane, would you tell a story about, you know, maybe it's a, a military veteran or maybe it's a first responder that came out and and all of a sudden there was just a complete life change. And now they're doing just great things and feeling great and healed up. Well, um, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to narrow that down because, I mean, every class I've got so many people. Yeah, that so that many. Go, oh, no, absolutely. Um, I don't know. There's a, a young gentleman named Mason Heimer that he, he kind of had a different class than everybody else. Um, he came through, and when he first showed up out here, he didn't really talk to a whole lot of people, you know, super shy, reserved, kept to himself. And then he called me one evening right at the, the height of COVID. He said, hey, I'm on the way out to class. I said, oh, we, we canceled. He's like, well, I'm already out here. I said, okay, well, you're getting, you know, Camp Cowboy after hours. And that turned into the whole uh, COVID lockdown. Uh, we, we called it the Corona crew and Mason became part of that, you know, uh, a guy who was having some, uh, you know, some is issues dealing with depression and stuff like that. They were going to tell him to just, you know, get locked into his, uh, his barracks room and just, you know, uh, more or less stay in a box for COVID. I don't know if you've ever been locked in a room for very long. It's not very fun. You know, it's it's not no. it's not a, not a great deal on, on your mental health and, and things like that. So Mason uh, would come out of the ranch every day, practically lived out here with us, and got his own version of Camp Cowboy, so to speak. You know, it was he he uh, went through it as, at at an accelerated rate, and uh, in doing that, you know, Mason has kind of come to me. He's one of my best friends in the world now. Um, you know, we, we got real, real close through all that. But he said that, you know, this program, what we do, had saved his life. And he's, he's super open about it. And uh, so every class that he can be here for, you know, he's here. And, just, you know, all you have to do is say jump and he'll say how high. You know, he, he's completely invested and wants to wants to give back to every student he comes across. And wow. Whether, That's whether so class, cool, man. It is. Well, it's so great that you just didn't say it's after hours or we're closed or anything. You're, you just come on, you know, and you just start a relationship like that. You don't, um, so to speak, box them out. You know, you leave the gate open. 
Well, so like th- this last class, um, I had a bunch of students who were like, well, what are we going to do for the, for the space between classes? You know, you got pretty much the whole month of December and January and everybody's used to coming out here and seeing everybody every day. Well, I was like, I told the students, I was like, well, we can have a scheduled deal on every Wednesday and come out and meet. I was like, the ranch is always open. I was like, whether I'm here, dad's here, whoever's here. I was like, there's, there's always somebody here and y'all are always welcome to come out. Um, long time before I, I became director of the program. I think it was one of the students actually of one, when we were just doing the pilot program when we first started, um, I woke up to get a cup of water or something when I was in high school and I look out and there's the lights are on out here at the barn. Oh, what's that? So I just hopped in the buggy, drove out here and there's one of the students. It was like three thirty in the morning. He's out here brushing a horse. I was like, Hey man, uh, what you doing? He's like, Oh, I was, I was just having a bad night. I, I needed to come out here and, and that's the first time I'd seen that. And then there's, there's another gentleman who'd graduated a couple classes back that, uh, you know, he, 11, 12 o'clock at night, he'd call me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm having a rough time. I'm just going to go out on the ranch and go pet on some horses. I said, all right, go ahead. And so, you know, even if we're not here, we're not with them. Th- this place that we've built around, you know, around veterans is a safe haven for them. You know, if they're, they're having a bad deal rather than going and, and getting in a bottle or, you know, going, going out and doing something stupid at a bar or whatnot. And you know, like, I, I want, I want to go and cling back to the program. I want to come and, and hang around horses and countless other, other, uh, program affiliates, you know, they go out and they get, they're doing well on their own. And if they, if they stumble or they're even when, they, especially when they start doing well, they're like, well, we want to come back and, and give, give back to the program. You know, it's kind of like a, a big magnet. Um, or for anybody who's, who's around my dad much, we call it the Scotty Vortex. And, you know, th- this place is pulling back. <laughs> um, it does. It absolutely does, for sure. The Scotty Vortex. I, I feel it, man. I know it happens because I can see the way people, you know, just react to both of y'all, you know, and, and to the family and to your wife that works so hard as well, um, Scott. Would you talk a little bit about how the programs change? It just keeps getting stronger and better and bigger and a bigger reach. How, how, what, what kind of changes have you seen? Well, early on, our, our classes were like three, four, five, and then maybe six was a big class. And, and I think this class, I think we're up to 20, 20 something or more. So it's, it's, it's grown. It, and because you don't want to say no, you know, you have people that want to get in and we're thinking, you know, 10 is an ideal for the class, but then. All of a sudden, more want to get in. I'm like, we'll, we'll make a way. We'll figure out how to get more people in. We have more assistant instructors. We'll rotate horses from day to night, and we're, we find a way to make it happen. But it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We did a really nice uh, a lady by the name of Jackie Buncey, uh did a, a 5K run, and, and we, we, we were the sponsor for a 5K run. We actually took a donkey out there. And, and ran the 5k run with uh, some of our students but uh so we're getting some other sponsors there our local communities kind of getting around us our chamber of commerce comes out here now we have a lot of local businesses that want to come out there and, and take part and, and and see what we're doing out here uh the local community like i said the va is expanded now a lot of the different groups from the va are coming out here Fort hood has what used to be their warrior transition unit that's i think what's the name of it called now it's called the uh Anyway, but it's the same as the war yeah. transition unit, but they're bringing their up now. They're active duty soldiers that are kind of in that transition where they're getting out. Um, but this, right. 
just kind of gets it's growing bigger and bigger. We've actually been approached by a, a, a lady by the name of Kathy Cook that was uh, early on. I told you about in Washington State when I was just learning how to ride. She was the the uh, horse trainer lived across the street. She wants to do a Camp Cowboy Washington, and we've been approached by a couple other people that want to expand other Camp Cowboy. So. We, we have some horse ranches near military bases or in that military community that want to do that. You know, reach out to us. We'll, we'll give you our curriculum. We'll give you everything we can and, and expand this. We'd like to help other veterans and other communities as well. Man, I, I love that. I, I love that you built something so incredible, both of y'all. And, and you, you're willing to share it and help others just because it's going to help others. You know, and that's, 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 I think that's why you have the vortex like you were talking about, Lane. People want to go in and help just because you're helping. You know, and there's no better payback to me that I could see than having someone want to be out there brushing a horse at three in the morning. Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah, whether they're brushing a horse at three in the morning or they, you know, most most of those guys, uh, I guess my my little group of group of folks, you know, it's not like they call you and say, "Hey, I'm heading out of the ranch." They just show up every day and they get off work and show up. And like, hey, what are we doing today? And that's a vast array of whatever laundry list I have from dad to, all right, we're going to go catch cows or we're going to go fix fence or whatever honeydew list I've got, got going on. You know, I've, there's always something new. And man, I, I love cool. that. I, and, and you know, the, 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 the men and women that come back to volunteer that's been through the camp when they're out there again with y'all, they're giving back to the next, next group. And I think that's such a cool how it just keeps on going down the road. Scott, do you see that a lot? Like when they, they graduate, they come back and help. Do they realize the impact they have of somebody else? They I, live that life. I think they do. That kind of goes back to, you know, what we beat, beat in their heads, you know, make a difference every day. And uh, yeah. I, I kind of a handshake agreement early on. I'm like, Hey, you're going to go through this program, but I want you to not just in, in the camp wise, but every day in your life, wake up and say, how can I make a difference in somebody's life? And I think they get that spirit and as they come through, they want to come back the next class and help somebody else out. And they, you know, the next class after that, and the next class after that. And um, it's just a neat little community now that they're all given back and it just perpetuates itself. Man, I love it. I know when I was out there, I think you, you received a phone call from a, a company looking for somebody just saying, Hey, we need somebody to help fill this role. And do you know anyone that would be a, a perfect hire for us? And they're just calling asking your opinion. And you know, so many people, it's a great way for businesses to staff up. And especially nowadays when people are looking for help, it's a great way just to go to campcowboy.org and, and find somebody to help out in, in, uh, in, a, in a great role. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I love it. So we're coming up on uh, another break and, and it's going so fast. Um, I say that every time, but it really is, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show with Camp Cowboy with Scott and Lane. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. 
We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show with, with Scott and Lane Robinson. And we're talking about Camp Cowboy and all the great things they're doing for not only the military, but also for first responders. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to talk a little bit, uh, Lane, you know, not everyone is a horse person or wants to be. Maybe they like working on a tractor, driving a tractor or fishing. Would you talk a little bit more about some of the other activities to keep people busy while they're out there? Yeah, so um, I've stated this before, but it's Camp Cowboy. It's not Camp Equestrian. So the, the horses are a huge part of it. Um, before this became an actual uh, a, a, a 5.1C3, it was on paper. It was just kind of what we were doing out here. Uh, there's a gentleman that came out, and he wanted to drive a tractor. And then Dad said, hey, go hook up the brush hog and cut him loose in this field. And so I did. And I went back at lunch to go bring him a sandwich and some more waters and you only got like two swaths of this field. Um, this probably already, you know, should have been done. And uh, I was like, you know, you can put it in higher gear. And he was like, I, I just want to leave it in granny. I'm going to enjoy this. He took like two days mowing this field that could be done in a few hours just because he wanted to enjoy it. And we've had countless other folks that, you know, maybe they come out and they just want to go look for airheads. They want to go fishing. They, you know, want, want to learn different things, want to learn how to do the working portion and not necessarily so much the, the horse portion. Uh, they want to learn how to mess with cows or sheep or chickens or, you know, really just be be out and be in nature. Um, be, a, be a part of this. I, I love that, man. Well, Lane, when you see somebody come out there and, and, and just say if it's a military veteran, he wants to become a plumber. Do you really have him work on water lines and different <laughs> things like that to kind of help gear him toward where he's going? Or do you have him do other things to get there? Well, um. They try to stay pretty well-rounded. You know, if somebody has a set goal that they want to do um, through this insane network of people that we have, it's it's pretty pretty vast. You know, we know, know a, lot of, so cool. a lot of folks, yeah. And so we try to kind of place them, place them in a good area to, to learn that, that trade. However, as they come through the program, you know, there's we'll have water lines break, we'll have fences break, all sorts of different stuff. So we just try to kind of – keep it at a baseline for everybody, especially if they're, they're able-bodied and can do it. Um, I love that, man. I love that. Well, Scott, would you talk a little bit about if companies want to uh, donate or, or help out? You know, you have so many incredible volunteers and employees and how they can have their funds go to either growing the campus or maybe even going to 
turn one of those volunteers into a paid staff member. You know, there's so many different ways to participate. Would you talk a little bit about that and how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, like I said, if you can go to campcamp.org, but we're always looking for, for 100% of what we make on that goes to paying the, the employees. Um, and, 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 and that's, like I said, Cargill donates a little bit of feed and, and, and the ranch pays for a majority of this stuff, but we'd like to get the employees you know, or, or hire a couple more employees and, and to get bigger staff, you know, what we have and what we make at the ball every year in the, in the company is, is, is kind of just getting us scraped along. We're kind of working on fumes, but I'd like to get the, the staff a, a workable, you know, a little bit better wages. And I'd like to hire a couple of those volunteers that have been out here for four years and give them a little money and the volunteers that drive farther away you know we, we give a few of them a little bit of gas money here and there because they drive an hour and a half to come volunteer but we'd like to be able to give them a little bit more for their their time and effort coming out here to reward them a little bit uh for helping out um man i love that and any any corporations that have any kind of tack or or, or nutrients for animals or, or any supplements would always you know we, we test bed for people all the time we've had some uh, a guy a cowboy up has, has some some feed products we, we tested out some feed products for him for weight gain for horses um so we're always looking for partners that want to want to bring their their gear to us whether it's saddle blankets to bridles to halters to bits to you name it we would love any kind of partners that have any kind of cowboy wear that we can we can get out there and test out for them try out for them or promote for them man i, I love that and plus it's a write-off for the companies but more importantly you're doing such good work you know it, it's helping people and that should be the main reason. But if, if some companies get behind some of the volunteers and turn them into where they're making a living or it, it just makes it better where they're going to stick and do so much more good for for other people, for sure. So what, what do you what do you see, Lane, as far as the future of, of your role as a director of Camp Cowboy? What would you like to see as, you, as y'all grow and get more uh, vast? You know, when uh, when I first signed on for this, I I just freshly come off of working for Larry Mahan and had a pretty new arsenal, um, a lot of things I learned up there. And so I, I kind of took the program mm-hmm. by, by, by storm and completely flipped, flipped a few things and really made it kind of more, a little more rider intensive. And every class as we go through, you know, you'll have, at the end of class, you'll have a, um, an after action review with everybody. And, you know, some classes we might miss here, but hit here. And the next class, it's completely the opposite. And you're kind of adjusting fire at each class you go through. Um, the looking, looking to the future, I'd like to try to get some, uh, some covered round pins and stuff so you don't have to take as many like bad weather days and stuff like that. As far as curriculum goes, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's always neat to have uh, clinicians and stuff come out, let the students see, uh, you know, somebody else work with horses from a different point of view. Um, as I go through, you know, we've got people from all different backgrounds that, that help aid in the program. And I, I tell every one of my students, usually through the first month, I, I, I beat this one and almost into the ground, but I say, look, there's, there's a million ways to do this. Um, I, I'm not showing you the way I'm showing you a way that works for me and works for the program. Can it be done differently? Absolutely. But this is the way I'm showing you. And, uh, Right. You know, there's there's a, a million different ways of doing stuff, a million different uh, training techniques, and some people say it's right, wrong, but every, everybody kind of uh, getting a, a collective idea of what um, it's kind of building their own own, own unique deal, you know. Um, 
Well, if it's helping the veteran or the first responder or the horse is doing the right thing, you yeah. know, so it, it doesn't matter after that, you know, you're, you're putting them in position to be successful for a lifetime. And that's, that's huge, man. Um, absolutely. So Scott, what do you see? I mean, you're, you're so generous with helping other people start camp cowboys and, 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 and a lot of people that create a curriculum, they don't want to let go of it, but it seems like every single class y'all are changing it, improving it. And as, as the classes get larger, you kind of need to. So what do you see for the future of Camp Cowboy? Not only where y'all are, but across the country. Well, I, I'd love to see it expand. Like I said, anybody who wants to do it in another military post or anywhere near there, I would do whatever I can to help expand it, whether they want to have Camp Cowboy Alabama or Camp Cowboy Washington or wherever. I, I, I'd like to facilitate that. I always welcome, you know, we've had a professional barrel racer. We've had some rainer trainers. We've had some clinician guys come in and spend a day or two. Anybody that has any kind of vast background of horses, I don't care if it's English, I'd love for them to come and spend a day, bring their horses and spend it. We have a guest house on the ranch and spend a day with Camp Cowboy and teach us something different. The, the more we can learn from different people, the better we're going to be and the better our program is going to be. So we always welcome uh, people with different horse backgrounds, whether mounted shooting or ropers or you name it. We've had some roper guys come out and teach a class for the day. And, and anybody that has some different knowledge, I'd love for them to share their knowledge with us so we can grow and, and get better. Man, I, I love that. So let's, um, we're getting close to the end of the show. Would, um, Lane, tell us a funny story about a guy getting on the tractor for the first time or maybe fishing, um, you know, just going out there and enjoying the country life. Like we all get to live. Excavators out of it. <laughs> what? Oh, that's what I was going into. Um, well, I don't know. We've had we have a lot of uh, heavy equipment. Uh, I guess you, you say uh, mishaps. You know, uh, usually revolving around dad. Uh oh. And I, uh, the summer class or the spring class last year, it was the last day, last day or last week of class, and we're like everybody's pulling out horses. We're getting ready to start going, and I get a phone call from dad. He goes. Drop what you're doing, grab chains, come over here. I'm sinking. Like, what? I have sunk the excavator. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? And so I bring the entire class over there, and every you know everybody either rides with me or gets in their vehicles. And I'm like, this is uh, what not to do with heavy equipment, guys. And uh, <laughs> then we spent the next two hours or you know trying to pull that out. It wound up taking. Uh, another uh, two bulldozers and another excavator and we wound up getting it out but all the students kind of jumping in there and l learning uh, the correct way to unstick something that dad stuck which is a uh, he's got a talent for it not quite the mic um, I've, I've seen <laughs> well, I think Scott said he's trying to create team building look at it you know I've seen <laughs> bulldozers up on the blade nose down uh Pull off tracks. If it if it can be broke or stuck, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, it's your turn, man. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It's just, it, this this camp cowboy's been great. It's been great for my whole family. My I have uh, another son, La uh, Landon, and my daughter Lindsay. They they've helped out over the years through that. They're uh, kind of doing their own things, but it's been a family affair. And then. Um, you know, my parents have come out and donated and helped out over the years. And, and uh, it's just neat to have the whole family. And then I have an extended family with all the staff and, and the, the friends that have come through Camp Cowboy. 
So it's kind of a big extended family and extended community. So it's been, it's been enriching for me as much as it's been helping other people. Man, I, I love it. And, and at the end of a class, when you do the cattle drive, um, Lane, what, what's that like to take the guys? I'm sure they're excited about it or, or Scott, either one at the end of a class, you know, they're looking forward to it. You know, they've done all this hard work and they're getting better. What's it like when it's finally, you know, trail day, you know, you well, get to take them on the trail know, ride or push some cows. When, when each class is different, we have different things we do. Sometimes it might be cutting, cutting cows. Other times it's a trail ride, but it's really neat, you know, towards that last couple of weeks of class when everybody's kind of on autopilot, it's really neat to sit back and see what you've been able to, to, to teach these guys and see how they're taking it and run with it. You know, some people are, um, still pretty reserved with it and other folks just take it and absolutely run. You know, I had, I had some, uh, some students this last class that everything that I was teaching them, they were going home and doing their homework on it and looking up stuff. And, and so at the end of the class, I mean, they're, they're really rolling and firing on all cylinders and it's just really neat to see this thing that, you know, you can visually see what exactly you taught them and how they're, how they're doing it and taking it higher or, you know, um, whether we go out there and we're, we're working cows, we're going on the trail ride or, or different things. Um, I think the first class I taught, uh, one of the neatest thing, there's a fellow named uh, Mike Nado. He can't, can't really speak too plain, can't really walk very well, but you put the man on a horse and he can get around. And I had a um, my assistant director at the time, Katie Stam. Uh, she was very. We worked really well together because I'm kind of very like you know go ahead, send it. And she is very reserved and kind of uh, motherish. And so Mike kind of looked at me and said, "Lane, you know, you know." And I was like, "All right, Mike, let's do it." And so I got Katie's attention and unclipped Mike from a halter or uh, the horse he's on from the halter said, so go ahead, Mike, and let him go chase cows. And uh, you actually can find the, the video on our Facebook. But a gentleman who'd had a, uh, uh, was it a brain aneurysm? I believe is what it was. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, a guy who couldn't, can't really walk very well and can't really talk, talk very well, going out there on a dead broke horse and cutting cows you know, at the end of a class, and that was my first class that I had taught. You know, I've kind of got through the battle rhythm of it these days, and we're really, you know, moving a lot better, but that was, that was a really cool moment for me, seeing Mike out there who That's rides better than he can walk. You know, it's, it's a, it was a really neat deal. What an incredible, incredible story. And Scott, so do you, so all the alumni that go through the camp, do you have like, um, do you, do, I know they stay in contact, some come out there, but uh, it, the list is just getting longer and longer of alumni. Um, how how do y'all keep you know all of them together? Y'all have like, do they get to go to the gala or how do you? Oh yeah, yeah. So stay connected. A lot of alumni come to the gala. Believe it or not, throughout the year they come to either every class. Most of the alumni, very few of them, unless they moved away uh, from the area, don't show up. They'll show up at the ranch. That, mm. They'll show up and participate in the class, or come watch in on the class, or just check in on the ranch. I'd say 99% of them live in the local area, and I see them probably monthly, if not weekly. Um, oh, that's so awesome. It's quite neat. So wonderful. Well, Lane, Scott, thank you so much for everything you do and uh, for the military and first responders. And please let the volunteers know out there how much it meant to me the way when when, when my wife and I went out there. We just had a great time. It meant so much. And and uh, uh, thank you for what you do. And, and, and please, if you're a company looking for veterans or – you want to donate or help out, 
go to campcowboy.org. And if you have somebody that might be a, a good student, you know, go to campcowboy.org and, and get in touch with these wonderful guys and, and, uh, and uh, please get behind Camp Cowboy. And once again, thank you for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I appreciate everything you do. And thank you, Scott, for your service. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you all for watching the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.